Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Outlandish Zicky Dice, and you're listening to the All Night Long Podcast. All Night Long It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night welcome back to another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast we are your hosts he's a stallion i am the enforcer and we are back with yet another edition we've been off for two weeks frankly because i got two ginormous wisdom teeth ripped out of my mouth fucking horrible experience you could hear the roots being ripped out i was wide awake for the whole thing it sounded like a tree falling yeah. in, the woods yeah. in my mouth you've been there right buddy it feels good yeah it really is uh you know they got all sorts of different contraptions they got the little like little mini shoehorn thing right i feel like they just kind of get it yeah. out of there a crowbar type situation and they got some pliers you can really just tear that stuff and the the nerves and the roots right out of there so i mean the cool it's, thing uh, is i only got half of them so i have to go back for the other two He's like, oh, I'll come back at your convenience for the other two. And as I'm leaving, the girl's like, oh, do you want to make an appointment now? I'm like, no, no, no I, don't. I don't. I'm never going to come back. I'm going to do it myself. I will. You know what? I'll get drunk and I'll have you do it. That's what I'll do. Uh, they do. They they stuck this like, like it looked like a like, like a thing that you know, like if you got like a table and one of the legs is off, you stick a wedge under it. They stuck it in the right side of my mouth, and he's like, this is going to be uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, the whole thing was uncomfortable, but. I can talk. Um, I can almost eat normal, and uh, I'm back, man. I'm, I'm I'm back. I appreciate you uh, checking in on me, seeing how I was feeling. You know, you, nothing you can't do. This guy's working out every day, starting a new job, running the all night long wrestling podcast. It's really, uh, you know, it's it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, and that somebody is the stallion, buddy. So thank you for everything. Appreciate yep. you. Well, I look, I look terrible and I look like I, you know, all those things are happening. So, I mean, I'm sure people, people will comment on that if they see the video. So here we are. Well, but yeah, I'm not doing as bad as some of the people in WWE slash NXT though, this weekend, I'll say that that's it. Yesterday was a, was a tough day. And I know that's kind of what we're going to focus on, but, um, 
there was some some news had come out late in the afternoon before SmackDown that there was a meeting happening backstage between Adam Cole and Vince McMahon. And Adam Cole's contract is allegedly running up um, or you know, ending in August. He signed an extension, a short extension after the Grand American Bash. So the, the rumor is that after SummerSlam, his contract is up. So I think people were kind of have you know intrigued by the fact that he was going to be meeting with Vince McMahon. Would this mean that he would get a spot on the main roster in some capacity, or would he decide to leave WWE and potentially sign with AEW? So there was some positive intrigue, I felt like, going into SmackDown because of that. I watched and, SmackDown. And, yeah. And then sure enough, during SmackDown, like 15 <laughs> people got released from NXT uh, in the middle of it. So including some ones that I think, and we'll go through them all. I know you got the names, uh, were pretty surprising just given – you know, I don't know, a lot of different things. I mean, we'll go through it all, but some, there were some guys that had been pushed in NXT. Um, there are some guys that had just been recently signed in the last year. Um, some guys that were young, some wrestlers that were young, some of that were a little bit later in their careers, but you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know how to explain a lot of it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. So I have a list here of all of the 2021 releases. I love how Windows just wants to restart in the middle of a podcast. Like they don't know that I'm doing something, right? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates. Well, he just bought, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to go, I'm going to list all of the 2021 releases. I believe this is chronological order and I'll stop when we get to the ones that happened yesterday. So <clears throat> hope you have about an hour. Okay. Tino Sabatelli, Santana Garrett, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Tony Nese, Aria Davari, August Gray, Ruby Riot, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Braun Strowman, Velveteen Dream, Alexander Wolf, Ezra Judge, Skylar Story, Vanessa Bourne, Kavita Devi, Jessamine Duke, Wesley Blake, Mojo Raleigh, Bo Dallas, Tucker, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Callisto, Samoa Joe, although he's back. Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Andrade, Steve Cutler, Big Show, Lars Sullivan. Well, Big Show, I think it's contract right now, but right. Lars Sullivan, Samir Singh, Sunil Singh, Kurt Stallion, Arturo Huas, Marina Shafir, Killian Dane. He was on our show. Uh, Matt Martell, Chase Parker. That is 2.0, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, here we go. Bray Wyatt, Ric Flair, Desmond Troy, Stefan Smith, Giant Zangier. And now we get up to yesterday's releases. Asher Hale. You and I didn't even put two and two together. That's our boy, Anthony Henry. Yes. Yeah. Some of those WWE names, I have to go back and look and see what, you know, what their names were before signing there. And uh, I got to be honest, there's so many people that they signed that I lose track of whose name is what, like August Gray was, um, retro AG, retro AG, Anthony Green, and uh, apparently Asher Hale was Anthony Henry. Yeah, Anthony Henry is a phenomenal talent who was on. I, I think we talked yesterday. Maybe he had like eight or nine matches, and one of them was on NXT. Or no, that wasn't. That wasn't. That was Alex Zane. Um, we'll we'll kind of go through this later. Uh, Zechariah Smith, uh, Kona Reeves, mm. Ari Sterling. Jake Atlas, Bronson Reed, Tyler Rust, Leon Ruff, Mercedes Martinez, and Bob Fish. Bob Fish, I don't know if you guys, you probably, nobody on, I don't think has even seen this shirt. This is a late limited edition Red Dragon Game of Thrones-esque shirt that Ring of Honor sold that I wore because of Bob Fish. 
Um, I don't know, Joe. Uh, out of all of these names, which one surprised you the most? Um, probably Bronson Reed uh, because one, because he was recently the NXT North American champion, I think a couple of months ago. Um, and two, because he had worked either a dark match or main event matches uh, back, you know, either at a Raw or a SmackDown uh, show a couple of weeks back or maybe last month. I don't know exactly how long ago it was. Uh, so I, w- I was under the impression that he was primed for a call up. Uh, he, you know, when he had the North American title, he didn't have it for very long. So he lost it. I kind of figure, and then he lost to Adam Cole on an episode of NXT. So I figured that he would then be kind of making the jump to the main roster. And he's a big guy. Um, he's athletic and he talks pretty well. Uh, I felt like, you know, they would be a guy that Vince would really like. And all of a sudden he just gets released. So it's, that one was surprising to me just because I felt like he was, he was a guy that was going to be on the main roster. Um, some of the other ones, go ahead. No, no. To your point, they had, remember that video package on him they had when he was going to wrestle for the North American title. It was like this great feel good story. It was him and his wife. And it's like, uh, creator's got nothing for you. Right. Um, yeah, I, that was the one that stuck out to me. Um, Two other ones, Tyler Rust, Diamond Mine. What was that a month ago? The Diamond Mine, like they they promoted it on TV for a while. Um, it kind of debuted. It wasn't the the strongest debut, you know. It was kind of it's kind of a weird. Help me out here. It's not a weird, but it was not lackluster. It was just a very strange pairing because you have Malcolm Blevins leading a group of MMA fighters. I just feel like there was like maybe a little bit of a disconnect, but as far as the talent in there, Tyler Rust, Roderick Strong, and... I'm not going to remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. but Tyler Rust has had great matches and he had a good storyline where he he was, oh, he was uh, cocky, he was arrogant, where he was putting himself in a little, uh, you know, too deep waters and Malcolm Blevins had to reel him in. Good storyline, good wrestler, gone. I was like, no, oh, that was that was one, uh, dude. The Bobby Fish one, it it fucking hurts uh, because when we talked about undisputed era breaking up, we kind of feared Bob and or Rod would be the ones that are kind of the odd man out, right? Like Bobby Fish is considerably older than everybody else in the undisputed era, um, but by no means does that mean that Bobby Fish can't go just as well as any of them. And on the mic, I think Bobby Fish is a great talker. I think he's absolutely hilarious. And what he would be able to bring to NXT in terms of a trainer, to me, I thought that's right where he was going. Yeah, I mean, me too. I thought um, that I thought that he would slide into a role like that where he, maybe he was, you know, wrestling more of a part-time type deal. Um, I didn't see them giving him like a, you know, a singles extended storyline. Uh, I know they kind of had him come back and he wrestled Pete Dunne and Dunne went over. Uh, he wrestled Roddy recently and Roddy went over. So I figured that might be the role he gets into. And I also felt like, um, you know, again, not knowing what's going to happen with Adam Cole, but you know, just the, just the capability of having all four of those guys still, you know, under contract or on the roster, you could potentially do a reunion, you know, a year or two from now or whatever. And, you know, in some capacity, if you wanted to, and all those guys had stayed, but now Bobby Fish is not there. And, we don't know what's going to happen with Adam Cole. 
So, and it seems like if he stays, he might end up on the main roster. I'm assuming that's the plan. If he does stay, if he doesn't stay, then he's probably going to go to AEW. So the whole, the idea of an, of a undisputed era reunion seems to be out the window right now. Which is something that it sucks because I feel like they, there was still more meat on the bone for the undisputed era. And if those guys, unfortunately, if they were going to get called up to the main roster, their best shot would have been as a unit to me. I, I feel like that would have been the, the, the numbers, none of those guys are uh, big men, you know, none of those guys are viewed like, uh, like the big guys. So I think if you're going to bring them up as a unit, there's more, um, there's more staying power. There's more like storylines about them. But I, I mean, what Mercedes Martinez, I think she's done a really good job in NXT that they had brought her up and they put her in the uh, retribution uh, sanity 2.0 with some really shitty stuff. Um Leon Ruff was the North American champion. He had some really good matches with Johnny Gargano. Really like Leon Ruff. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, Jake Atlas also has been on TV pretty frequently. Um, he's a really good talent. So we have all these guys that are just released. Um, Zechariah Smith. Am I, I'm not ringing a bell. Who's Zechariah Smith? I'll have to look that up. But, yeah, I mean, I guess just while I looked that up. Um... Oh, and Denzel Desjournais. Remember the wrestler? from yeah, yeah. Bob that we saw he looked like um he built like Kurt Angle wearing the singlet really good gimmick like I, I thought he had a lot of potential and they released him overnight too so I uh, you know the word is that they want NXT to go younger um what did you send me this morning Jeff? they want them to go younger and they're going to change up the lighting they're going to change up all this stuff it's their best show. Like it's so I have a feeling my, this is just my gut. If they are going to change everything up, they're going to make NXT less of a wrestling show and more of a sports entertainment show, because in the eyes of Vince and Bruce and the people that when they come from NXT and they get to the WWE, they're not ready for it because look what they did to Keith Lee. Look what they're doing to carry and cross. Like they, they don't, view these guys like the fans do and that's that's that sucks dude apparently zechariah smith was a seven foot former basketball player so not who i thought he was um but yeah i mean it's it's that's the thing about the mix of people that they let go is interesting so i could see you know the mercedes martinez one uh i like we both like her we're both fans of hers and she does a very good job but i could i could almost see why that happened because she was in nxt they put her on the main roster in retribution. You know, the rumor or the word was that she didn't want to be in that gimmick. And then she went back down to NXT. She did a couple of jobs, I think to Raquel Gonzalez and Zia Lee, I think most recently. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could see just again, like where she's at in her career, you know, is, if they're going to go younger in NXT, like you were in, like you were re referencing before um, I could see why they, why maybe they would do that again. Maybe she's someone that could be a trainer too. You know, we don't know what happened with all these folks, right? She may have been in a situation where she said, I still want to wrestle for another five years. Um, and they offered her an opportunity to be a trainer. She didn't want to do it, or it could have just been a straight, you know, release and you know, whatever. So that those, those folks I could see, um, you know, some reasons behind, but some of the other ones, like you said, like the Alex Zane, um, you know, what, the Jake, what? Jake Atlas, like these are young, talented performers that fall into the same category as Kurt Stallion and Anthony Green that they just signed in the last like year, year and a half. The pandemic screwed a lot of things up, of course, for so many people. 
not giving them the opportunity to wrestle or be on TV, but why sign them in the first place? And that just, that makes me think that overall they, they, the company either doesn't have a plan or their plan has significantly changed from what it was a year and a half ago when they were signing people to anybody they could to contracts, to have them in the organization to now where we have this, I guess, Nick Khan type approach where they're trimming stuff in all these different areas. It's not even all just the performers, right? There was stuff internal to the company. Um, I think it was a lot of stuff related to the network. Yeah. Like people, people like that. So Jeff Jarrett, what, yeah. So what, what happened with Jeff Jarrett? Apparently rumor has it he was released in May and okay. uh, nobody really talked about it. Also Jojo Bray Wyatt's wife yeah. um, was released and nobody talked about it. So that would explain why Jeff Jarrett is able to do his podcast. I was looking for that information because he's, he's doing his podcast now. He talks very openly about a lot of things that happened in his time when he was wrestling in WWE. Uh, and that made me wonder if he was still under contract or not, but I couldn't find anything that indicated whether he was still there. So um, that would explain a lot about him too. So yeah, there seems to be doing a lot of um, house cleaning to be maybe, and maybe that's just more of a, you know, trying to get more profit or the bottom line or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, but they did just get billions of dollars or whatever it was from, from, from Peacock. Well, and to, and yeah. they're doing another uh, blood money show in uh, October, I think, right. With the, uh, with the Saudi show. So, you know, that's going to be, yeah, it's the rumor. So if they want NXT to go younger, right. And they, and like, help me figure out who they could bring on NXT. You're right. They signed Alex Zane, who, which, not for nothing. When they signed Alex Zane, I'm like, what the fuck? Are they, they don't, they're not going to do anything with Alex Zane. I, I've seen Alex Zane. Um, I wasn't too familiar with him up until like middle of last year. I saw him at GCW and I think he was in Ring of Honor for, uh, for a little bit. And I, I, I'm watching him and I hear that WWE signs him and I'm like, they have no use, no disrespect to Alex Zane. His style, nothing he does to me would carry over to the WWE. They signed Alex Zane because somebody read a dirt sheet and like, Oh, we better sign this guy before somebody else does. That's kind of what I think the mentality was. Anthony Henry, on the other hand, um, evolve stud matches with Darby. I think Anthony Henry is like 37 or 38 years old. He looks like he looks like he's 21. If Anthony Henry walked by me and I was a bartender, I would ID him. Um, he's a very young looking dude. Like he can have a really good match. Like, and the thing is that everybody's like, Oh, Adam Cole to the main roster. Anthony Henry and Alex Zane are that same size as Adam Cole, right? Like, I don't – can you picture a world where Adam Cole goes to the main roster and has ast the astronomical success that he is actually capable of? Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. I, I really don't. Um, it's – you know, I mean, when you look at some of the guys that maybe are a similar size to him – um, in terms of height and yeah, you know, I just, I just don't see, look at the champions on each of the two shows right now, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Those are big dudes. Yeah. Uh, there, I don't see any way, shape or form that Vince McMahon, uh, and, or Bruce Pritchard are yeah. going to have Adam Cole in a match with those guys and have him legitimately beat them. I don't, I just don't, I don't see them doing that. Um, it just doesn't, I know we, people, we can make the comparison to Daniel Bryan. I think the thing with Daniel Bryan is that Daniel Bryan got hot 
um, because of the whole yes movement thing. They never planned on giving him the title to begin with. They gave um, the point. The, the plan was Batista. Right. Yep. The plan was Batista Orton that year. So, and then, and the whole, and the reason, a big reason why that ended up happening was because, you know, CM Punk walked out. Um, it was supposed to be Punk Triple H that year. And then it was supposed to be Batista Orton. And Daniel Bryan was supposed to fight Sheamus again. Um, and, but he got hot, right? So could Adam Cole get super hot and, you know, uh, ascend to the top of the roster? It, it's possible, but I don't think it's likely. He's not going to be put in that spot. Even if, if whenever the, if the time even came that that happened, he's going to go through a long period of, you know, be, you know, jobbing, losing matches when he shouldn't, you know, I feel like he shouldn't be um, maybe winning like the U S title or intercontinental title or something like that. That that's what I would see. I don't see them putting him right into a main event slot and putting him right into the title picture right away. He's, he's just, he's not going to beat those two guys. I don't see it. No. And by the time that you've built up Adam in the WWE's mind, by the time you built him up, he has, he will have lost so much luster because of the 50, 50 bullshit. Dude, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross have traded wins over the last two weeks. Yeah. Keith Lee hasn't beat anybody. No disrespect to Keith Lee. We love Keith Lee. But the way they position Keith Lee is a bottom-of-the-barrel kind of enhancement talent almost. And you have him go toe-to-toe with Cross. Cross beats him, and then you have him beat Karrion. Like, there's... It's clear that they don't have a long-term plan f- for him right now, right? Because if you just look at since he came back from his, you know, we, don't, I, we don't know exactly what was his issues were in terms of health or anything like that and why he, when he was out. But his first show back was a surprise challenger for Bobby Lashley. He got beat in like six or seven minutes. Wow, pretty handily. no offense, yeah. Yeah. He then fought Karrion Cross lost to Karrion Cross after Karrion Cross had lost to Jeff Hardy the week before, right? Then he beats Karrion Cross the next week. To me that that says they don't have any they don't have any long-term long-term plan for Keith Lee. They just brought him back that week because he was ready to come back and they thought it'd be a cool surprise and it was. But then he just, you know, he loses to Bobby Lashley, he loses to Karrion Cross and he beats Karrion Cross. He's he's just treading water right now and they don't have anything it doesn't feel like they have anything special planned for him. Yeah, I'm going to bring up two points. One, Bubba Ray said earlier this week on Busted Open, he's like, no disrespect, but Keith Lee's dead in the water. Oh, uh, no, Carrying Cross is like, Carrying Cross is dead in the water. There's no coming back for Carrying Cross. And I completely agree. Um, the, the angle that I heard was that he's going to lose until Scarlett comes and then Scarlett's going to rejuvenate him. Scarlett and him are working pretty good together in NXT. You're getting 1.5, 1.7 million people watching Raw each week. You could bet your ass that. The people that are the five, what's NXT's kind of base range now? They've been five hundred plus for the next for the last two weeks. Was that because of sci-fi? Before that, yeah. seven thirty. It's probably like six or seven hundred thousand people on on a regular basis. So that's you know less than half of the raw audience. Yeah. Uh, so those people know who carry like those people that are watching NXT. They're watching raw for the most part, right? Like I would say, what eighty-five to ninety percent of them. Are- <laughs> watching raw duke is duke's watching raw i know he is um so you you can't bring in why do you it would be like bringing in hacksaw jim doug without a two by four it would be like bringing in uh that was for some reason that was the best example i had off the top of my head that's that's terrible uh give me another example joe would be like bringing in somebody without some like uh 
be like Macho Man without Miss Elizabeth. Kind Literally, of. exactly what I was just gonna say. Yeah, it's like if you, if you if you had established Macho Man <laughs> with Miss Elizabeth, let's say somewhere. Although I guess if you, yeah, that that was about fair comparison. I was gonna say like when WCW brought him in, he didn't have Miss Elizabeth, but at the end of his career in the WWF, he didn't. He was a commentator. There was no association at that point in time, so it it is different. But but yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Bulldogs without Matilda. Yeah, there you go. See, Duke, Duke agrees with that. Love Duke. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And I don't even understand like why the whole thing about him in NXT clearly to me, the two benefits to him are one, the fact that he had Scarlet and two, he had, a, he has a cool entrance. And when yeah. he comes out on raw, he has no Scarlet and no cool entrance. He just walks out with the NXT belt around his waist. Yeah. And he tries like carrying across a strong point will never be cutting a promo. That, that's just it. Like there are people that can cut a promo Carrying Cross is not one of them, but he doesn't have to be when you have a manager. So you you neuter the guy who already was like getting made fun of on NXT for not being a good wrestler as it is. And then you bring whatever. That's one. And two, I want to bring up a point that um, our uh, dear friend Kyle made in the group chat uh, about Max Caster. I'm just kidding. It's not about Max Caster. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. Um, he said, Vince and everybody want, think uh want adam cole to be the next sean michaels and then he compared a picture and like he sent it i'm like yeah if he grew like five inches and then kyle sent a picture of adam cole and Shawn michaels like remotely close to each other joe you and i have been next to both adam cole and Shawn michaels in real life adam cole is your height you're five nine five ten i'm five seven Adam Cole does not tower over me. We have a picture of all three of us. You guys are the same height, right? And the other thing is Adam Cole is not 5'9 or 5'10, 220 like Taz. Adam Cole is 5'9, maybe a buck 80, like maybe 190. Shawn Michaels is a legit 6'1, 220, 230. There's a big difference in size between Adam Cole and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I think that's the thing. When you when they talk about Shawn at the age in his early 30s, this is just going to keep happening. So we're just going to do it. In his early 30s, he was, yeah, he was, he's listed at 6'1. He was probably like 230 or two, somewhere around that, that age. When he came back, he dropped some weight, you know, because he had his knees and all that type of stuff. Cole is listed at six foot. Um, he's definitely not six foot, no. but he, he is a lot leaner. That's the thing. He doesn't have as much uh, muscle mass and thickness that Sean had at the same time in his career. So I think that's what kind of makes it. You know, you can put Sean or Brett, um, guys like that, you know, even like a CM Punk, you know, to a certain extent, who was maybe like 220 at that point in time. You know, Cole is probably in real life, like you said, like 200 or maybe even less. Like he's not, he's very lean. He's in good shape, but he's lean. Um, I think 200 is pushing it with yeah. Cole. I, I think Dan, Daniel Bryan is thicker than Adam Cole. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, you know, and Daniel Bryan's a vegan. God almighty. Just, not knocking Adam Cole. And guess what? Like being, being jacked up doesn't make you a great professional wrestler. Zach Saber Jr., one of our favorites. He's like six foot six, 108 pounds. Um, he's a, a complete string bean. But I mean, Bret Hart, Bret Hart was a thick dude. Like people were like, oh, he's, he was small for the era. He was small for the era, but Bret's still six foot, probably 230, 240. He was, he was thicker and boxier than Sean was. But I, I don't, all right, so that begs the question. Enough about how Adam Cole is not going to succeed in WWE through no fault of his own. It would ser- it would absolutely only be the creative that would hold Adam Cole back because Adam Cole is 
outstanding in any position you put him in, wherever he has been. Anything he's done, Ring of Honor World Champ, Ring of Honor Tag Team with uh, Future Shock, Adam Cole in the Bullet Club, Adam Cole in NXT Undisputed Era. Adam Cole's money. He absolutely is money. He could talk. He can cut a promo. He can wrestle. He could give you an hour and 15 minutes. Um, he, he's fantastic. But we know how they think. And if they're not going to push a Keith Lee and a carrying cross to that level, look at Ricochet. Ricochet's bigger than Adam Cole is. He's on main event. You know, like, look at these guys you brought up. That's why I fear for Johnny Gargano. I fear for, although Tommaso Ciampa has a look like he's going to murder you, but still for these guys, who knows what's going to happen? So let's say Adam Cole does leave the WWE. As an Adam Cole fan, I don't want him to go to AEW. I like the, I love the idea of it. And if they had one third of the roster that they currently have, I'd be all for it. But if the rumors are true, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are coming back. I mean, your main event picture off the top of my head is Hangman, Omega, Bryan, Punk, uh, Moxley. I mean, just the, who else, Joe? Is in near, um, I mean, oh, Jericho. Black. I'm sorry, uh, Malachi, Jericho. Cody, MJF. Yeah, it's, it's getting too cluttered near the top. Would he have great matches with all of those guys? Yes. Would... AEW give a shit that he's 5'9", 185? Absolutely not. And that's that, that that's great for the fans, but I just think there's I just think there's already too many personalities and the, the, the fish tank is getting a little full. But I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I just I think that's you know, I think that's the best place for him to go where he'll get treated the way that he's been treated like you said, in other places he's been, right? My Most of my familiarity with Adam Cole is from his time in Ring of Honor, um, obviously his time in NXT the last four or five years, and some of his work in PWG. And every place he's gone, he's been, PWG. you know, oh, good. world champion or, you know, world champion level, uh, you know, feuds and on the card and a lot of type of stuff. So uh, I think in AEW, you know, he could come in and, you know, whether that you could do so many things that he could do with, you know, with the bucks being there, um, you know, Britt Baker being there and, and a lot of other things. Um, you know, I don't, again, I'm only assuming I'm guessing where I think the title is going to go. Um, I, I think Hangman's going to get it next. I would, if I had to guess, I would say MJF gets it after that. Um, and then, you know, who knows? So I think they're going to, they, there's, but there's so many things that you, you could do with him um, there. Uh, you know, he's been to new Japan a little bit. I don't think he really needs to go there. I don't know where else, you know, he would be able to go if he's, I think for him, it's either WWE main roster or he's going to AEW and that's pretty much it. There was that one report um, that said one of his biggest offers is from a promotion. That's not even on the radar yet, which was really intriguing to me. Um, I, I don't know what that means, but you might've just talked me into this whole AEW thing. Because, you know, thinking about, first of all, everybody knows Adam Cole is dead, right? Can we just get that out of the way? Adam Cole is dead. It's people forgot. That's the yeah, story. it's the ghost of Adam Cole. If they would, you six sons of bitches, would you let him rest in peace? Let his spirit rest. You know, I mean, just, a, dude, could you just imagine a pro, like a promo between Adam Cole and MJF? Like how that, and the thing about, of course, AEW, you know, to their detriment last week with Max Caster, 
there's not a lot of reins on these guys. It's about, Hey, uh, we need X amount of minutes. Uh, here's your bullet points. Go say whatever you want to say. That's where Adam Cole is the best, right? This, the version of Adam Cole we got in NXT was really good, but the version of Adam Cole we had in PWG and ring of honor when he could be himself, that was the best Adam Cole, you know, on the microphone. And the thing that Adam Cole, I think, can also do probably as well as anybody, if not better than anybody in AEW, is talk to the arena. I love agrees with me. God bless him. It's funny. Every time Duke barks, Hunter is over there and Chance is back here. And they're just like, who's that? Um, so I, I don't know, man. I'm really, I'm, do you, do you think he's going to resign? What do you think? What's your gut say? I my gut has said that I think he's gonna leave. Um, wow, actually, you know, I I don't. Again, listen, I I can't. I don't know what what his mindset is. Um, I don't know what money he's being offered. Um, I know that WWE probably provides a lot of financial stability for a long term contract for some of these guys, but to me, he's I think like thirty one ish. Um, you know, now's the time I think for him to make a decision on what he wants to do. If he wants to give it a shot on the main roster, that's fine. Um, I would, I, but if I was him, I would, I would not sign a long-term contract. Um, I would sign maybe like a year or two and see and give it a shot. And then if it works out, you go. And if it doesn't, you leave. But to me, he, like you said earlier, he's going to have a lot more freedom in AEW. Uh, he's going to have a lot more control, I think, over what he does. And I think he's going to have a lot more, feuds that he could get into that would be interesting and that he wouldn't get made to look foolish in you know i mean i I just i'm just envisioning in my head if he has a match with bobby lashley that he's gonna get beaten like three minutes and that's just how i see it you know how i see it going down because when you look at the size of him he's probably the same size as umberto carrillo so (laughs) so like i that's how i would i would i would be afraid if i was him to do that so i and, and given the fact that aew has you know, a solid place with TNT and soon to be TBS. Uh, you know, they have a, a, a contract with that network. that's going to go for a while. Their viewership has increased to where it's been over a million for the last few weeks um, to me. And then if you, if they are bringing in guys like CM Punk and Brian Danielson, that is going to spike their ratings even more. Um, to get up to probably, I would guess, closer to a million and a half because those guys are draws, right? Like Daniel Bryan is a draw. He was a big draw on SmackDown. Uh, and I think CM Punk coming back is going to be a big draw as well. So I think there's going to be more of an audience. Yeah. And by the way, Adam Cole is billed at six foot, 200 pounds. Carrillo is billed at six, two, two thirty. There you go. So Carrillo like legit towers over Adam Cole. If those are real numbers. And he's getting his face kicked in by Seamus every week whenever I turn on raw. So, I mean that, that, but that's the stuff, right? I just don't see, you know, when you put him in there with some of the bigger guys, uh, you know, Adam Cole versus Lashley, Adam Cole versus Seamus, Roman Reigns. I mean, I could see him maybe having a feud with Seth Rollins, but even like edge, like these guys are just bigger than he is. It's just going to look, when you see it on TV, it's just, I could see Vince and Bruce being like, nah. And then, you know, that's unbelievable pal, you know, yeah. like it's, and it's unfortunate that it is that way because I, you know, and everybody's, I get shit all the time. Uh, you know, I'm a WWE hater and all this shit. No, I'm, I'm being very, very realistic. Like when is the last time that a free agent Joe came to the WWE that, you were excited about 
that had success? Probably AJ Styles. Okay. Yeah, that's to me that and now the poor guy. Jesus. I mean, that's 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 my only thought. Like I remember when he s- debuted at the Rumble, it was like really cool. I was awesome. uh, and I had the same concerns about him as I do for Adam Cole, but you know, AJ's a little bit bigger. Um, and I think they heard that reaction at the rumble and they ended up kind of pushing him and giving him the title. But again, he was, he was a little bit bigger of a guy. I don't know. I mean, he bulked up right. He, from when he was originally in TNA and ROH when he was younger, he's bulked up a little bit. Um, he's a bigger looking dude and you know, he's, he's probably the last one I could think of that came over and had a significant impact because he started in January. And I think by like September, October, he was the world, he was world champion. Um, so that's the last one I could think of. And that's like four or five years ago already. Yeah. Right. That was 20. I think 2016 is when he debuted in the rumble and he beat Dean Ambrose for the WWE title at like, I don't know, backlash or something at the end of the year towards like maybe September or October. That was five years ago. So I don't know, man, it's an interesting time. You really feel for all these people that like keep, and then like, that's the other thing, like, you know, in terms of like resigning with the company, like where's the job security now you have this, this guy in Nick Khan, who just seems like he doesn't give a shit about anybody. He's just cutting people left and right. Like where's the security in that? Like, where's like, uh, you know, we get, you know, downside guarantee, but you know, we can cut you after so-and-so like who would have thought Alistair Black would be gone. Who was literally, the, the day before he got cut or the three days before he got cut, he was in the main event segment with Big E, gone. Like, and I'm, I know Adam Cole is pretty close with Bobby Fish, his, one of his good friends, just gone. So there's a lot of, there's just a lot. Yes, you, you tell him, buddy. Um, there's just a lot of uncertainty. But the thing is, like, AEW cannot and should not sign every single one of these guys because it's going to turn into WCW in 2001. And they have signed a lot of them already, but the guys they're signing – Yes, they signed the Big Show and Mark Henry, but the Big Show and Mark Henry aren't taking up 50 to 20 minutes in the main event segment week after week after week. Do, do Joe or I love that they signed those guys? No, but they're not They're not uh, Hogan, Nash, and hauling the show. Um, the, you sign guys that are in their prime. You signed a guy that's going to help you on your roster, like a uh, Malachi Black. Malachi, but like, and everybody wants to shit on Cody and nobody likes Cody and yada, yada, yada. Cody just did for Malachi Black what he did for um, Brody Lee last year when he won the TNT title. Malachi Black beat the shit out of him, hit him with black mass, and pinned him with his foot on his chest. Letting you know, the viewer, holy shit, Malachi Black is somebody important. So I have more faith in AEW taking a guy like Adam Cole, who is just literal dollar signs. You look and you see dollar signs. Or even taking... Uh, Ruby Soho, uh, formerly known as Ruby Riot, and utilizing her the right way. Like you, you, because first of all, in AEW, you have Dark, Dark Elevation, Rampage, and Dynamite. And then you have one uh, qu- quarterly show every year, which is going to be like their Clash of the Champions kind of thing. So, like, there's enough TV time. But the thing is, when you know, with Raw's roster and SmackDown's roster, it's and NXT's roster, it's huge. But you still get the same matches every single week. You know, Apollo and Big E wrestled like every every Friday from March into June. But you have all of these people sitting and catering. So if you're going to have a large roster, 
you don't have to do this 50-50 booking shit because you're worried somebody's going to get hurt. Tell a good story, make the person care about the wrestler, and they're going to be interested in your product. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's where Dynamite has been a little bit more, a, a lot more successful, in my opinion, on a consistent basis of, of keeping their talent looking stronger. Um, you know, WWE only seems to do it with certain guys for certain periods of time, right? I mean, they're doing it with Roman Reigns right now. They did it with... They're doing it with Bobby Lashley right now, but both of those guys have gone through periods where they did stuff there. You know, it's more so Lashley, I think, where he ended up looking foolish or something. Well, yeah, and Reigns did some stuff too when he was a baby face and, you know, whatever. So uh, they go hot and cold with stuff like that. But AEW doesn't really job guys out. Like even a guy like, you know, Jericho or Moxley, who were previously the champion and they're not anymore, they're still in high profile feuds and they're not losing a ton of matches each. They maybe lose here and there, but they're not losing a ton of matches. So, I think that's the thing, right? But if you know somebody on WWE who was the champion, you know, like Seth Rollins, who I'm, I like a lot, but I mean, how many times does he lose? I don't, I don't really keep track of stuff. So um, yeah, I, I think it's just a, I think it's a safer place to be if you're more protective of your character. Bret Hart would really love it there. I was, I was, I was stiff. Well, why would, why would Bret Hart like it? Well, he's very protective of his character. So that's what I'm saying. I think he would love it there. Steve Austin too, I guess, to a certain extent, right? He Taz, would probably... Taz, you know, Taz does like it there. So it, I feel like Duke is doing something crazy over there. He is. I need to get a, I need to get something away from him. So I don't know if you All right. Well, listen, we'll wrap this up. We were up, <laughs> we were at the time limit anyway. We appreciate everybody checking out the show. Um, Everywhere you social media at all night long WP. Also check it out. I am the new reviewer for Beyond Wrestling on PW. <laughs> on uh pw ponderings check him out at pw ponderings uh you can find joe's work um over at blogofdoom.com where he reviews all new japan pro wrestling shows and we together review ring of honor on wrestlingheadlines.com so we appreciate everybody checking out the show again he is the stallion i'm the enforcer and we are tapping out